Okay, I think that's recording. Just place it there. Hi, I'm Lizzie Fry, and thanks for listening to this first ever episode of Tea, Coffee and Cake, a podcast where I'll be having doorstep chats with friends and members of the Redeemer Church family during lockdown, all from a two-metre distance. It's called Tea, Coffee and Cake because of that final sentence that the person at the front always says at the end of every Redeemer gathering. There's tea, coffee and cake all at the back. Then we all go and have some enforced mingling time at the back of the hall. But of course, now that we're not meeting anymore, I know that I'm missing catching up with people and getting to know how they're doing. So, hopefully this podcast will help us all feel a little bit more connected and just to know a bit more of what's going on in each other's lives serving as a springboard for other conversations with each other as well. So, there might not be tea, coffee and cake all at the back anymore, but we are here. And for goodness sake, parents, please pick up your children from Redeemer Kids. It's well past 5.30. Of course, if you're not part of Redeemer Church as well, that's fine too. Listen along. Maybe we'll interview you next. So, each week I'll be wandering over to someone's doorstep with my coffee cup, sitting outside their house for a socially distanced chat. Some features will be the same in each episode, others are going to change every time, but the main bit of the podcast will be the section, what are you consuming? It's not actually about food, this is firmly not a food podcast, Um, but it's more about what you're consuming in terms of films, books, TV and music. I'll be asking people for their recommendations of things for us to consume while we're locked down, but more of that later. I'm absolutely itching to get chatting to this week's guest, it's none other than Greg Wallace lookalike Tom Thrower. So, hey Tom, Uh, we're sat in Tom Thrower's garden, I can see not one, but two slides, is that, are they just for you or? No, they're uh, slides we fished out of other people's trash and brought to our garden. (laughs) I mean, I wish I didn't think that was true, but I knew you. 100%. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Tom is Eve's husband, Um, he works for the church, and this podcast was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, yeah, so if it's a complete failure, I can completely blame it on you. <laughs> well, I feel under pressure now. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was your idea of why this is happening? Uh, of why this is happening, as in like, like lockdown? <laughs> what, I, I mean, talk us through your strategy for both. Um, <laughs> um, I thought, so I guess something like, what is it that people like about something like Desert Island Discs? It's that sense of... I suppose that's with famous people, but you get to know that person or you feel like you get a bit of an insight into who they are. And and so something that would give us a sense of what are folks in Redeemer, kind of just, I guess it is that informal chit-chat, that sort of thing. But also I thought, Lizzie, I think, it'd be, I think you'd be great at it. Oh, I think thanks, it'd be a good, um, good project for you in this time. So, uh, Anything so it's exciting. to keep me occupied. Yeah, know, so. Basically, I was worried that <laughs> if you were just totally idle, then I, I just thought bad things would happen. Something happening. terrible would occur instead. Who knows what I would produce? Yeah, this is yeah. a kind of very mild middle class pre intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, that about you. Always okay. willing to stage an intervention exactly. on any scale. <laughs> Um, we'll get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Firstly, most importantly, you have to guess what's in my coffee cup. What am I drinking right now? But you're only allowed to ask me yes or no questions. I see. Um, is it coffee? No. Is it tea? No. Is it gin and tonic? <laughs> no, I did already have one with my lunch though. Is it a kind of tea? No. Is it... Oh, crikey. Is it water? Yeah. Ah. Oh. That's and an elaborate cup for just one. Yeah, I know, but it's out. It's double walled, and so it's really, really cold. I've got a little ice cube in there. He's floating around. 
I'm yeah. that's a posh that's a posh cup it's it is well we sell them at the shop where i work so i got it Way quite cheaply time. but it's good because if i take a cup of tea to work in it, it stays warm for about four hours is this where you do the product placement yep <laughs> it's by and it's made by actually i don't Patreon. even know who it's made by but it says on the side i don't do plastic which i think is quite unnecessarily contra- like um what's the word virtue signaling yeah. But you work in Chapel Allerton in the sort of independent <laughs> shop, of course it is. <laughs> I'm assuming you cycled here on like a bike that you made yourself and whittled out. Yeah. Abandoned. <laughs> on my leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. It's been my first lockdown activity. I mean, hilariously, my actual first lockdown activity was creating a hamster cage out of a glass fronted cabinet, which isn't much better. Amazing, so. yeah. And sourdough bread, I heard about that as well. Yeah, I went big on that for like a week. Yeah, I think a lot of people did that. <laughs> and now I'm making a podcast, so... There we go. Yeah, it's I am living, breathing cliche. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to have a bit of a... I'm going to run out of ideas of what to drink for each episode quite quickly. Okay. But water is good on a refreshing... Maybe you should uh, choose increasingly elaborate drinks as it goes on. Um... <laughs> Like elderflower with gold leaf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. One containing purely nectar. <laughs> mead. <laughs> mead. No that is a lockdown activity, no right? One would guess that. So good. <laughs> um, Potato risky. <laughs> Tom, tell us what does life look like for you outside of lockdown? Uh, outside of lockdown, yeah, I guess as one of the pastors of the church, I um, I do a mixture of working from home, and then either we have our staff day usually at Gary's house on the Tuesday, so I'd head over and spend the, t- the day over uh, at his on the Tuesday, and then uh, various meetings of other folks at various points during the week, and obviously the gathering on a Sunday. Um, so so yeah, it would be a mixture of an amount of working from home um but then um yeah quite a few kind of meetings there kind of out and about um yeah okay fun fact for you here um i used to live with tom um and the rest of the family although florence wasn't born yet um and back then i remember you were basically like obsessed with a compost heap like nine times out of ten that i walked into the kitchen you'd be snipping like peelings yeah. into smaller and smaller pieces so they'd rot down quicker yeah. um two questions for you here number one how's that going number two do we need to stage some sort of compost intervention um it's it's deepened my love of compost is eve okay um, i don't know <laughs> do we need I to can't hear over her? the sound of the compost the shredder that i bought no <laughs> you can't joke. hear her wails um, <laughs> Um, no, that's right. I just I can't I can't bear the thought of putting in stuff that's going to compost going into a landfill. It just mm. bugs me. Uh, and now that we've got an allotment, a full allotment plot and a half, there's a lot of um, stuff that needs soil that needs feeding. So it's it's sort of an excuse to to just up my game um, to another level. So yeah very much still composting away beautiful when was the last time you weed on the compost heap uh it's been a while actually but i'm getting isaac to do that if he needs a wild oh, weed in the nice. garden take him over to the compost yeah. and uh, 
it's a bonding <coughs> father son moment really yeah yeah um what a horrible mental image that is actually <laughs> <laughs> goodness so that's a taste of tom's normal life um weighing on the compost heap and uh sort of losing track of how many children he has these two engrossed in the shredder exactly um but what about at the moment how do things look different now we're in lockdown yeah i think uh so there are some aspects that aren't that different some of the things that i would have done from home before those are continued without like a huge that huge change um and then some bits see all the kind of the meetings that would have been outside have been been moved to zoom largely um which um yeah that's been that's been fine it zooms a little bit strange mm. it just feels a little bit artificial all yeah. the time so um i think probably like a lot of people about maybe about six weeks in suddenly found all the zoom stuff pretty exhausting um and so uh yeah, I think we, we were trying to be fairly careful not to just go off the deep end of like, just run tons of stuff online, because suddenly you can, you can do loads mm. more. Um, so, so yeah, lots of stuff has kind of, has had to be moved to online, or we found other ways of doing it. Um, doing like the Friday videos, the Redeem Your Time stuff, that's been, that's been a bit of a change, that's been quite interesting. Um, and then running Christianity Explored, actually, I've, I've loved doing that. Um, it's uh, so we're just into just on the third week uh, of the course, but um, it is quite stressful as well <laughs> because I think in the back of my mind I'm constantly thinking what if like the internet just cuts mm. out completely. Um, so it is really enjoyable, but I realise that by the time we get to like nine o'clock in the evening, quarter past nine, it finishes. I'm just like so exhausted. On the come down. From... Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> So, uh, what about home yeah. life? How's that different at the moment? Yeah, so Grace has been off school um, since the start of all the lockdown stuff. Um, Isaac and Florence went back to they were, we kept them off for the first three weeks when all the focus was around trying to keep the infection rates down. Mm. So uh, yeah, so that was so I, for those first three weeks I dropped down by two days a week so that I could look after the kids. I found that quite hard actually. Um, I think trying to look after all three of them and do some homeschooling of Grace just a lot, did, it? it just didn't really work. Mm. Um, whereas almost once I kind of thought, okay, I'm I'm kind of going to give up on the homeschooling thing, or as in Grace will just she can do an amount of reading, we'll do a tiny bit of math together, and then we just focused on enjoying being together. Mm. That was just much much better. Um, so that was that was harder, but then when the kids, when Isaac and Flo went back to nursery, um, that's just been much nicer. <laughs> I think, as in, I, I yeah. think I think they were probably bored. You yeah. know, you're just living. Yeah. I think for the first month, I lived within a square mile of the house, mm. and like, it's weird, is it? Because that's not a great. On the one hand, you could think that's not a, a huge burden. That's not very difficult. And yet, I, I think there probably is a wearying quality to that for everyone, mm. and I definitely kind of found that. So, um, so yeah, with them back at nursery, I think they've had loads of input from the nursery workers, which has been great. Um, and we've just we're just at the end of our uh, week's holiday, so um, that's yeah. been really nice. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, when was the last time you had a good stare? Had a good stare. Um, I don't know. 
We went to the beach yesterday. I had a good stare at the beach. Did you? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, you know, just... Hey, here's a weird thing at the beach, right? So yesterday, a plane flew past, like, you know, we're talking like thousands of feet up in the air. And it flew, it was making the vapour trails, and it basically flew and made a circle out of its vapour trails. Like it flew in a massive circle and then carried on. Was it like a commercial plane? Well, it, was, it wasn't a tiny plane. It, was, it wasn't like a full kind of um, like passenger. So weird. Jet. But basically, as far as we could make out, they, would, they were literally just... Just for the fun of it? For the fun of it, I'll draw a big circle in the sky and then carry on. To be fair, if you owned a plane, why not only go in straight lines? That's the true. world is your oyster. Yeah, exactly. How rigid. The world is literally an oyster to them. Um, and I mean, I don't know about that last <laughs> bit. But um, I had a good stare at that. That was. Oh, that sounds really nice. I had a yeah. good stare this morning into the sky also. And a whole flock of geese flew over the garden while I was having my breakfast. Nice. In a V shape. Yeah. I was like, yeah. do I actually live on a farm? What's going on? Yeah. It was lovely though. And you're probably, are you under the flight path normally as well? Of geese or? Not, well, I mean you were this morning. <laughs> Clearly. But, uh, the Leeds Bradford. Uh, not as much so as you are. Yeah, we as really are. As in like, are. we get them, but it's not as loud as when you're here. Okay. So. Yeah. That's been um, really nice as well. Yeah. Just suddenly there's no, there's no background of planes. It's so true. And when you do see a plane, you're like, what the flip? Like, where are you going and why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So good. Tom Thrower, what are you consuming? Or maybe it should be like, what are you consuming? There's a level of disdain. What are you dis- what are you consuming? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I'll put a fun effect on my voice or something. <laughs> what are you consuming? It needs to sound more angry each yeah, episode. Yeah, booming or something. Yeah. Um, so this is the part of the podcast where we get three recommendations of something our guest has been consuming media-wise. Uh, you've got three categories here. You've got your tea, your coffee and your cake. So first, Tom Furrow, we will ask you, what's your tea? What's the thing you've been consuming to relax? Then we'll move on to what's your coffee? What gives you energy? And then what's your cake? What's just an all-round treat, enjoyable at any time? So hit us up. What, what's your tea? What have you been consuming to chill out? Uh, I've worked through two, uh, two series uh, on lockdown. The first one was The Detectorists. Oh, I've seen a few episodes of that. I think actually here with you. We watched the very first one yeah, here. Um, and then because was... we were like, oh, we should watch it together. And then yeah. lockdown happened. It's like, that's just okay. never going to happen. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to wait. Just who knows I how mean, long. I mean, that's an okay decision to make, but you could have told me that you were making that decision. Like the fact that you, the first time I found out is on a public podcast. It's yeah. It's quite low, Tom, if I'm honest with you. Okay, I can only apologise. Yeah, but um, It's really very good. <laughs> um, it's just... It's just absolutely charming. Mm. Um, here's my main problem with it: is given that it's set in England, it doesn't rain nearly enough. <laughs> I'm not persuaded yeah, it did look by quite that. Balmy in like it's, the one episode. It's basically set in <laughs> the height of summer, um, but it's oh, absolutely fantastic. And um, Mackenzie Crook wrote it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Toby Jones in it is just 
Can you briefly describe sort of the premise for people who haven't seen it? So you've got two main characters, Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones, are metal, metal detectorists. Not metal detectors, That's detectorists. The exactly. They they are constantly correcting people, and and essentially they're kind of just two friends who spent hours metal detecting, and it's the sort of the life kind of around them and the the local metal detecting club with whom they are important contributors and members um and it just it just kind of ambles along it's just really, really lovely i love a good sort of slow program i think it's one of the reasons i really love gardener's world yeah and it's just like ah, oh, we haven't really achieved much here it's not fast paced and that is okay yeah. similar to like gavin and stacy sometimes you have a scene where nothing's really achieved plot wise but you just spent time with the characters yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice viewing yeah i used to quite like i remember as a kid um my dad would listen to test match special mm -hmm. and i used to quite like test match special because they would just talk about a cake that had been brought in by someone <laughs> or like a bee would enter the commentary box and they'd talk about the bee and like they might do it for minutes and then they'd briefly bring you up to speed on like the one ball that had been bowled in that time and you just thought that's nice. they are not in a hurry yeah and i think that's one of nice the things that. that like i mean like coronavirus is genuinely terrible but one of the things i've enjoyed about lockdown is just being able to enjoy one thing at a time and not having to be constantly thinking like hey what's next is it's actually okay to just like sit in your garden and have a stare yeah and slow down a bit with that so yeah, oh that's, that's nice what's so with detectorists um how can we listen to it uh, how can we watch it uh it's on iplayer oh, okay cool um, all of it yeah i yeah. think so yeah oh, i think good. they're making a, they're making a fourth season i mm. read somewhere but um they there are three that are out at the moment i think they're on iplayer i don't know how long they stay on for but um oh, really good brilliant brilliant did you say there was another thing for your tea uh, yeah, I've just watched The Last Dance, which is not about dancing, so I don't watch those sorts of programs. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. It's about the Chicago <laughs> Bulls and Michael Jordan in the 1990s, and it is absolutely fantastic. So this sounds like one of those things that I know you're going to go into a lot of detail about, and I'm going to really try and pay attention. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, you are wrong. <laughs> no, you're not wrong to try and pay attention, but to not... I wish you wouldn't even bother. ...immediately be, be gripped okay, by it. Okay, okay, tell me why um, you love it. So, like, Michael Jordan, I mean, I remember in the 90s, I, I wasn't particularly into basketball, but he was he was bigger than a sport. He was the face of, um, I think it was Nike, I'm not quite sure mm -hmm. now, but um, he was just, like, a global icon, and... And then I read a couple of years ago an article about him in his retirement. I, I don't know how old he is now, maybe in his 50s. And he is ultra-competitive to the point that he's found retiring incredibly difficult. Okay. Because how do you vent that competitive streak when your body mm. is, is just, it's just not the body of someone who can compete at the highest level anymore? Mm. And so the, the show is a, docu it's a documentary. It's lots of interviews with... Um, with Jordan, with like Scottie Pippen and all the other key players kind of now 
but it then charts essentially the, the, the evolution of that Bulls team through the 90s, uh, but focusing mainly on, on Michael Jordan. And um, just he is a fascinating character. Um, and there's a point where he realised he, he could be like the MVP, the most valuable player, so he could win the highest accolade as an individual, and yet his team never win anything. And, and the coach, um, Phil Knight, managed to get him to to recognise he had to try and bring the team up to his level. Mm. And so there was a shift where he started essentially dragging the team up with him. And and a lot of the a lot of the people who were his teammates that were interviewed kind of said they found him terrifying. Mm. But they didn't like him very much. He was so intense, and so in practice, he would just he would be on their back constantly. But the result was that they won, um, I think it was like five or six championships, almost in a row. And they know that, that was, they were part of one of the greatest sports teams ever. Mm. They played the best basketball they themselves ever played. <laughs> and so it's, he is quite a conflicted character. And I think they are a little conflicted as well. Of, it doesn't mean they necessarily liked him very much. Yeah, that's interesting. But he brought something out of them that they could never have got to themselves. Does he come across as a likeable character? Because obviously, like... It sounds like you can see how the the rest of the team would have found it difficult. But like as a viewer, are you led to sort of warm to him or not? I, don't, I suppose it depends on your perspective, really. I I just found him really fascinating, um, and there's a really interesting bit where he. So this is one of the kind of the the interviews. I guess it came out a couple, maybe a couple of years ago, or a year ago. Um, so it's it's him in his sort of fifties, and and basically the interviewer is saying to him, "Do you not?" almost that idea of did it bother you being disliked or did it bug you that um, people found you intimidating and, and that sort of thing and he starts saying essentially well did you want to be a championship team or not but then he actually starts kind of choking up and getting quite mo- and he basically says can we, can we stop Gosh. so I I think there probably is something in yeah. him of well, I don't know what it is, but it's clearly not totally resolved for him. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. oh, that sounds really interesting. And you've, you've potentially won me around. Yes. Um, <laughs> how how could I watch it if I was one round? Uh, it's definitely on Netflix. I don't know if it's on anything else, but okay. um, yeah, cool. you watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did did he watch it as well? Was this a no, no, I think she probably wouldn't have found it that interesting. Mm. Um, so I just, just powered my way through it. <laughs> absolutely powered through. Love it. <laughs> So those are your teas, that's what you've been consuming to relax. How about your coffee? What gives you energy? Well, I feel like you have quite a regimented coffee routine, so maybe don't take the question too literally. But what would you watch to give you energy? <laughs> um, I mean, I literally do quite a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. Oh, cool. Um, what's, what's triggered that? Well... Um, I'm not quite sure what it is. I think um, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember what. Gave me, I've always loved Led Zeppelin, mm. but then I went back to them again, maybe maybe a month ago. I have concluded that they might be the greatest band of all time. That's a huge claim. It is a huge claim, but um, they're just they're just fantastic. Yeah. And like usually in a band, you've got someone who's a bit rubbish. 
that is carried along by the others. So he might be like, you've got a Ringo star. He's a bit dodgy at the drums. You know, what was the famous question? They asked Paul McCartney, is Ringo star the best drummer in the world? And McCartney said he's not the best drummer in the band. <laughs> um, or like, uh, I can't remember who the bass player is in U2. He's basically oh, not very Sting. good. No, and, um, not over the edge. I was like, the Sting? <laughs> Just give Sting the definite article there. <laughs> there's Sting and no, then the, there's the Sting and he's yeah. a bit. <laughs> no, the Edge is is the lead guitarist. Um, the bass player basically not. He was chosen because he looked really cool. <laughs> and then they is that why they chose Gary for Redeemer? <laughs> I'm not going to be drawn on that. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, but with Led Zeppelin, all four of them are like. If you compile like your list of like the best ever singer, the best ever guitarist, the best ever drummer, the best ever bass player, those guys, those four members of they're right near the top of mm. any of those lists, and then they just play together so well. So, I've listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin, and oh, absolutely loved them. That's Fantastic. great. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't know loads of their stuff. What kind of era were they around mainly? Mainly seventies. Yeah. Um, they were quite bluesy and but kind of rock as well um, just gotta I'll, I'll give you some recommendations yeah to go away and follow those okay up. I mean that's yeah. literally what this is for so yeah if you had to recommend on the spot right now three um, songs or three albums three albums well you've got so they their first albums are like Led Zeppelin then Led Zeppelin 2 and 3 and 4 so you could literally just listen yeah, through those right. albums yeah. and you'll get a they were a real albums band, so they didn't do, they didn't, they basically didn't release singles. They've actually never released any singles, oh, wow. I think. They literally just went, you can have the album as a whole. Yeah. Um, which I quite like about them. Um, I think their best songs are, I think, Ramble On. That's absolutely fantastic. What is and what should never be. Um, too many to, too many to choose from, Lizzie. Great, I'm excited. Yeah. This could be my new lockdown consumable. <laughs> we um, get suggestions from everyone. Yeah, I'll time. interview myself next week. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so finally, what's your cake? What's your all-round treat? Something enjoyable at any time? Um, I Just before um, everything locked down, I went to the charity shop um, the one attached to the dump in Kirkstall. Ah, oh, the dump shop. A, re- a regular haunt of the Love the dump shop. And uh, I bought the Pickwick Papers, uh, Charles oh, nice. Dickens. Uh, I, I'm absolutely loving the Pickwick Papers. Um, it's really, it's really funny. Mm. Um, I didn't expect that the Dickens. Is the Pickwick Papers the one? It's like a collection of a lot of shorter stories. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So he wrote it. He was so young when he wrote it. I think he's in his twenties, and it's his first work, which is really quite frightening because it's just so good. <laughs> and it was, it was serialized, so he was producing essentially. Um, I think quite a lot of his works were serialized, but certainly this one was. And they so each, I think he'd write maybe one or a couple of chapters um, at a time, and so they're about basically like Pickwick and his little his pals kind of travelling around mm-hmm. and having different sort of. Um, it feels quite Jeeves and Worcester in places. Okay, cool. Um, but they were just—it's just absolutely delightfully written. So, um, oh yeah, I've really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I'm about five hundred and fifty pages <laughs> through. Goodness. Still got about another hundred and fifty to go. That's, I think. Wow, that's a long one. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Do you think you would enjoy it as much outside of lockdown, or is it giving you like 
more space to read. Yeah, I don't know actually. Um, I, I tend to read quite a bit anyway, but um, maybe that sense of right, I'm going to pick something a bit bigger, something. Mm -hmm. um, I'd always heard people talk about this book. It was a bit of a serendipity to, to just stumble across it in the shop, and uh, that's been great. I loved okay. it. Love it. So we've had your tea, your coffee, your cake. Um, of course, the line always ends that the, these treats are at the back, so it's only right to ask how how is your back? How is my back? Yeah. Uh, out of ten. Um, yeah, I'd give it probably nine out of ten. Whoa, yeah. that's huge! I'm, I'm really pleased for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, to round us off, uh, we got some quick fire questions. Depending how this goes, I guess we'll see how quick and indeed how fiery they end up being. <laughs> um, Tell me about the last pair of shoes that you bought. Uh, the last pair of shoes I bought were some running shoes. Um, I've heard I'm, enough. I'm really very pleased with them, Lizzie. They, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm already thinking, should I have bought two pairs at once? Goodness. I really like them. And For like, your other feet? or just <laughs> Running shoe companies have an annoying habit of each season they update the shoe. But they, but they actually, so you think you're buying the equivalent shoe the next year, but actually they've changed it quite significantly. Is it too so late to just hoard another pair now? I need to have Of a all the lockdown shoe. things to stockpile. Yeah, running shoes. <laughs> Yours is running so shoes. So stereotypical. Love that. Um, what's your backup meal when you don't know what to cook? Uh, just be like, just tomato, make a tomato sauce with pasta and cheese, um, maybe a little salad on mm. the side, just doesn't take it takes about 15 minutes to make pretty good nice i like that um what's your favorite manga iron fish or war um oh, that's really interesting uh I, I i'm not that familiar with any manga if i'm honest um I'm, i'd have to go fish manga yeah probably yeah it's probably the solid choice isn't it yeah yeah um, yeah. Finally, what's been your favourite lockdown moment so far? Um, favourite lockdown moment so far? I mean, I really, you did tell me you were going to ask me this, and I should have thought in advance, but I, I just haven't even given it any thought. Um, <laughs> it's I a level of commitment to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, favourite lockdown moment so far? I've enjoyed, well, this week, getting outside mm. has been fantastic. So we've been down to... We went to the coast yesterday down to Caton Bay, that was fantastic, um, just beautiful beach. Um, so I think just being outside a lot, I really like that. Um, camping in the garden with the kids, I've done that a few so times. Nice. Going to do that tonight. I, Florence is not part of that. <laughs> <laughs> is she your least favourite child during lockdown? Not my least favourite, <laughs> she'd be my least favourite child to share a tent with. Because she's just, she's just crazy <laughs> um i probably that i think the, like, the weather's been an unbelievable yeah blessing. it's been lovely hasn't it so i think that if it had like rained for over two months now mm. this would have been pretty bleak yeah so i think probably probably just that sense of um yeah enjoying creation enjoying these good gifts really lovely well tom thanks so much it's been a joy um couldn't have done it without you or someone vaguely similar to you um 
so I guess that rounds up our first episode of Tea, Coffee and Cake. Please do get in touch if you'd like to be a guest on the show and share what you're consuming at the moment. I'd love to get a good cross-section of people, um, really not looking for any person or type of person in particular. So please do get in contact, especially if I don't know you very well, because half the point of Tea, Coffee and Cake all at the back is also to get to know new people, so that'd be great. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks, Tom, for being here. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to sit out in the sun and just to, to waffle. It's yeah. been very enjoyable. Always nice to have a waffle. Um, let me try and work out how to turn this off. That would be a nice way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Done.